That's right. Mama catch me and put a whipping on my backside. And even as a crack fiend, mama, you always was a black queen, mama. I finally understand. For a woman, it ain't easy trying to raise a man. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Who Podcast with your host, Rod and Karen. And we're back for another week of podcasting. And we actually did really good last week. We had a lot of downloads. And we made the Mover and Shakers a couple times on Podomatic. Wow. And uh, we moved up on the list a lot. I'm not sure how uh, we moved up so far, you know, because I, I, I mean, I wasn't really promoted that much different than I had been before, but a bunch of people downloaded. We thank you, y'all, for every download and going back and listening to the old episodes and telling your friends and retweeting it and Facebooking it, y'all. We appreciate it very much. Yeah, we have great fans. I love interacting with them. And um, also, you know, feel free to interact with us on Twitter or leave a comment on uh, Podomatic. Um, there's links on each episode where you can actually leave a comment uh, if you'd like to. And also, uh, 
you know, check out the blog. You can leave comments on blog posts. Uh, and you can email the show, theblackguywhotips at gmail.com. Uh, we'll definitely read and address your emails on the, online, uh, on the podcast. Um, and so basically, just want to say thank you, uh, everybody, and uh, let's get on with the uh, show. Um, as you know, you read the uh, lyrics to Dear Mama by yes. Tupac. Yes. And that's because today is Mother's Day. Yay, mommies. So I'll say uh, happy Mother's Day to my mom. Um, yes, happy Mother's Day. And, uh, you know, happy Mother's Day to yours, too. Yes. And it's crazy because, um, and also all the mothers that are listening to this. Yeah, a mom's to be. Yeah, hopefully you're not listening to this shit around your kids because I do curse. What up, kids? <laughs> How y'all motherfuckers doing? <laughs> What's uh, up, y'all? High pussy. five. Pussy fart dick. Pussy dick. Suck. Fuck. <laughs> nah, just kidding. Um, but yeah, so anyway, um, and I'm still kind of getting over this cold, so I might have to take a couple cough breaks during the middle of the, uh, uh, podcast, but uh, we got us a sponsor, so uh, let me go ahead and play our commercial from our sponsor real quick for everybody. <laughs> uh, hopefully it's loud enough. Leon St. James for Anaconda Malt Liquor. With a delectable combination of the finest bottles and hops, it's the only malt liquor that carries the seal of excellence from Uncle Sam himself. And when you pop the top... The pen is dropped. Is that Anaconda malt liquor? The only malt liquor to be approved by the United States government? That's right. Anaconda malt liquor. Anaconda malt liquor. Brewed in Piedmont, Georgia. So, Anaconda Malt Liquor. Oh, why I got to be malt liquor? So our second official sponsor, I guess, if we count um, us being brought to you by Tyler Perry. Oh, wait, Ice Cube's Are We There Yet? Yes. Last week. Yes. So, Anaconda Malt Liquor gives you, ooh, make sure you drink some of that. And it's approved by the U.S. government. The U.S. government? Yeah, the United States. Um, actually, we saw uh, Black Dynamite this weekend, and that's where that commercial's from, and it was hilarious. Yes, it was. If you have not seen that, that is definitely a must-see. Yeah. Uh, it's really a good movie for anyone who's into, like, black exploitation films um, of that era, such as The Mac, uh, Willie Dynamite, which happens to be one of my favorite films of all time, uh, uh, Do- Dolomite, um, yeah. any of those type of movies. Um, even I'm Gonna Get You Sucker, which is a yeah. parody on black exploitation films. Um, it- it's really good, and it clocks in at, like, maybe an hour 15 to an hour 25 minutes, so it's not a long movie at all. And it even has, like, the parody of the film techniques of that era where people, you know, like Dolomite films, which were made relatively cheaply, and they would leave a lot of the errors in the filming. Yes, and not to be a spoiler, but one of my favorite parts was that they was doing a fight scene, and cuz smack cuz for real. And he was like, ouch! The next day, you know, they had, like, a different dude that was lighter finishing off the scenes. It was hilarious. Yeah, yeah like, they, like it, there was a fight going on, and one of the people got punched, for real. And so the camera 
picks up him getting slapped for real, and then they do a terrible job editing the scene, and they just cut back with a different actor, with the assumption being, hey, you slapped this guy for real, the, in real life the actor quit, we kept filming, and brought in a different uh, actor to uh, play that part, so, it was really funny, man, um, also, uh, we also have an official sport of the podcast now, Bullet Ball, Bullet Ball, Bullet Ball. Yeah, for those of y'all that don't know, uh, bullet ball is a sport that, well, you know what, actually, we have the we have the theme song here, and it explains everything to you, so why don't you yes. check out the theme song, and, and we'll come right back. play the kids verse but y'all get the point so make sure y'all go to youtube and look up the bullet ball um clips because they actually show the game in play and they show the inventor who went on like america inventor and got uh probably kicked out uh because they oh, didn't yeah. believe they didn't believe he put in 20 something years of his life and they just so everything he had yeah so this why ex-wife's wedding ring um, and I'm assuming they became ex the day he was like, so can we sell your ring? And he lived in his car, and I mean, he's got kids. It's just it's a sad story, but I believe in you, brother. If you out here listening to this podcast, living in your cardboard box or in the back of your uh, hatchback, just know that the black guy who tips believes in your dream, and your sport is the official sport of the black guy who tips podcast. And, uh, Yay! With that being said, I'm a little worried about the game of bullet ball because it feels like we need to get more African American youth involved in bullet ball. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
we already have uh, <laughs> a lot of African American kids already, uh, you know, deal with bullets on a day to day basis, and they're not balls, and they deal with balls on a day to day basis, like in the basketball, uh, football, you know, they play sports. Why can't we combine their love for bullets and balls and turn it into bullet ball? Why can't we? Get reach out and get the African American youth in, to go ahead in these inner cities and get bullet ball tournaments going. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, well, I might have lost for words. I'm so sorry. Well, I think that's gonna be our new mission on this podcast. <laughs> We're gonna reach that. If you out there and you a young black man, get you a table. Put some edges on it. No, remember they can go online and buy it. Remember we see well, they buy it. I'm gonna assume that they don't have the money. Okay. You know, um, so even though you're probably listening to this on the iPhone or iPod or something, just make sure you go and get you a table. And you can make your own bullet ball table or you can go to bulletballthegame.com and you can get buy you a bullet ball table. Yes, you if can. you have to. And some of them are even convert into neat coffee tables that you can set lamps on. Yeah, we've seen com- the pictures, y'all. And when company comes over, you just flip it over, bam, bullet ball, my point. You know what I'm saying? Your point? Yeah. So, anyway. Impress um, your friends, dog. Well, uh, can we get a Dancing with the Tards update from you, Karen? <laughs> For those that do the Dancing with the Stars, I am finally, finally caught up. Uh, there's like a few more episodes left. Um, since the last time Kate Gosling got kicked off. Oh, man. Oh, uh, about time. That. Her kids quit voting. That's Hard what that is. for a black woman, man. Yeah, it is. No yeah, man. Is. Eight kids. I don't know what Leave. else to do. <laughs> I don't know what else to tell her. And the dude from The Bachelor got kicked off. And last week, uh, Pamela Anderson got kicked off. I, I thought that she may win. Did she pull them titties out? Uh, she was close to it. She she did everything but have sex on screen. Damn. Um, She's already been there, done that, so. Yeah, I mean, she was close to porn. Sometimes in the outfit she had on. And last week, everybody did good. The best one was the Olympian dude, the gold medal, Evan, the dude that broke his toe. He did a tango dance that was off the chain. He was the first person to get like a perfect 10. So he's up and running. I think either uh, the, the girl from the Pussycat Dolls, which she's been doing good every week, or either Aaron may win, and then again, Evan may win too. I don't think Ocho Cinco or Nishi Nash was going to win. I think one of them actually... Black. Uh, not because they're black. I think with Nishi Nash, because she's a bigger girl, sometimes some of the moves and stuff, they're kind of harder for her to do. Mm-hmm. Um, because of her weight, there's nothing personal. You just can't do certain things, like all the lifts and spins and things like that that they do. So I think um, she may get voted off next week. We'll see. But that's my update with Dancing with the Stars. All right, so there you go for y'all that... Wanted to hear about Karen's take on Dancing with the Tards, y'all are <laughs> completely up to date. Yes, you are. And for those that don't like it, like Derek, uh, too bad. I'm sorry, bro. You can fast forward past two minutes. No, listen to it all. <laughs> um, Alright, so also, uh, I wanted to kind of plug uh, one of our Twitter followers' blogs. You know how I kind of want to get into uh, people on the internet. We need to support other people on the internet that are trying to do... Uh, their thing. So um, today's uh, person that we want to feature is actually um, Miss Music Lover. That's her name on Twitter. 
Um, yeah, she cool people. And she has her own blog. Uh, you just go to uh, Miss Music Lover um, 99.wordpress.com. Um, and she just basically keeps you up to date on the latest uh, happenings in uh, the, you know hip hop and R and B mostly. Um, and she always has like an interesting take, and she'll cover like sometimes gossip, sometimes just music. She'll link you to certain songs, certain albums. So if you want to get like the uh, Young Jeezy uh, uh, by any means necessary Trap or Die Two mixtape, this is where you get it first. And even if you don't respect Young Jeezy for wearing Malcolm X's glasses, yeah, he stole those glasses on uh, on a mixtape. Uh, yeah, even if you think he might be some sort of, uh, you know, sellout or a coon or, you know, buffoon. a buffoon or some sort. Uh, even if you were to think those negative things about her, that has nothing to do with her blog and the fact that she provided you with this shit. And, you know, she's, I, you know, she's where I hear a lot of stuff first, you know. She's the first person I heard talking about Lupe Fiasco uh, a few years back, so... Um, you know, go ahead and check with her, man, and, uh, she might even be up on if Drake writes his own rhymes or not. You'll never really know, uh, unless you go to this blog and see what she has to say about that. Yeah, she's cool, people, y'all. Yeah, she is cool, man. Did I tell you one time, uh, I saw her breast? You saw her breast? Mm-hmm. On the internet. Oh, okay. Oh, you thought I was in a real person? I'm about to have some issues. Nah, she lived, like, three, four hours away. That's a long way to drive with some titties. Sorry. <laughs> no offense. They were really nice titties, though, but no offense. You know, I can't be, can't be wasting too much gas for that. I actually think that all men have, like, a hour to hour and a half driving distance limit. After that, they After that, we better be fucking. That's it. <laughs> I ain't driving nowhere for no kissing. That's ridiculous. <laughs> you know, so... But um, anyway, uh, let's do. Uh, let's see what else we have. Oh, the BP oil spill. Uh huh. All right. The oil spill grows to 3.5 million gallons as BP scrambles. Woo-hoo. On the Gulf of Mexico, a growing collection of crippled equipment lit- littered the ocean floor Sunday near a ruptured oil well, gushing crude into the Gulf of Mexico. The remnants of a massive rig that exploded weeks ago, and the failed efforts since to cap the leak. Hmm, crippled equipment. There's some kind of handicap joke in there, and I just don't. <laughs> I can't think don't of know it right where to now. put it. Hmm. Alright, on the surface, nearly a mile up, a fleet of ships maneuvered uh, to deploy the latest stopgap plans hatched by BP engineers desperate to keep the Deepwater Horizon disaster from becoming the nation's worst, wor- the worst spill. Uh, an estimated 3.5 million gallons has risen from the depths since April 20th. It- since the April 20th explosion that killed 11, a pace that was surpassed the total spilled in the Exxon Valdez disaster by Father's Day. So, in like a month or so. Yeah, and, and the thing about this is it's so crazy is that everything they're trying is like filling. Yeah. You know, they're making several attempts. They even put something down there and the uh, to like suck up the oil and like, because I guess it's so deep, the pipe froze. Yeah. So then oh, wait, you're talking about the lid. They may have that in oh, here. Sorry. Uh, let's see. Um, a day after ice pipe crystals clogged a four-story box that workers had lowered atop the main leak, crews used remote-controlled submarines hauled the spe- specially built structure more than uh, a quarter mile away and prepared other long-shot methods of stopping the flow. Um, so basically, they were going to put this box that was like putting a lid on top of a boiling pot, you know, uh, to keep the oil from gushing out, but... Um, 
ice crystals formed on the metal structure because it was so um, cold down there. Mm-hmm. And the ice caused it to float so they couldn't lower it any further. Wow. Yeah, it wouldn't stay on top of the oil. Um, which seems like such a like simplistic solution for these complex engineers to come up with. Yeah, and it's so funny because they're spending billions of dollars trying to fix this, and everything they're coming up with is like top of the line, state of the art, and it's all failing. I just feel so bad for these people to come up with these ideas for them to fail. And I was listening to NPR News, and they was talking about the uh, people that uh, survived. They were saying that the company uh, alleged. Um, uh, bought them to a room, would let them see their families, had them sign papers releasing them from, from any uh, responsibility and things like that. And they said a lot of the uh, people that survive actually want to sue them. Wow. That's what yeah. They got to protect themselves first. Companies put the do- bottom dollar first. And, I mean, that's that's what companies do. You can't really think of them to, you know, they're thinking, like, how we're not going to get sued. I can yeah. make sure that there's no, there's no new legislation passed. That's right. You know, and gas is going to go up. You bet your bottom dollar on that. I don't know, man. Gas goes up for everything, so it's not, I don't I don't even get disappointed when gas goes up. I always oh. find it funny that all these motherfuckers. Excuse. I find it funny that all these motherfuckers can sit up here and tell you about gas after it goes up. You know, uh, it's like the stock market where after this shit happens, everybody got to reason it, you know? And that pisses me off to no end because it's like, okay, uh, hey man, gas is going up. Oh yeah, it's cause, you know, down, they got an oil spill. You know, next week, gas, you know, they fix the oil spill, gas goes up again next week. Yeah, well, you know, it's because they got a war going on over so it's Like, it's always a reason. Yeah, I think they raise it just because they can sometimes. I just, I don't care. It, it's going up. It's, yeah, and there's nothing we can do about it. I can tell you this much. If there's a limited amount of something, and everyone's using it and you're running out, it's going to cost more. That's supply and demand. That's true. I don't need any type of complex reasoning that this week it went up. Like, it's not supposed to do that, you know? Um, anyway, I'm not going to read the rest of this article, but you get the gist, man. Or you fucked up. Move on. Uh, Obama bemoans the diversion of iPod and Xbox era. Now, this hit me home, you know, right in my home. Because I love the iPhone. It's the best phone in the world. Yes, it is. People complain about AT&T coverage, but let's be honest. No one's happy with their cell phone coverage, okay? Everybody jokes about how their, call, their shit drops calls and all this. Everybody's cell phone coverage is shitty. I've never heard one person recommend how great their service is. And then to top it off, I don't even drop calls like that. So, I don't even know what these people are talking about. Move to a city with some motherfucking wires and satellites and shit and, <laughs> and get towers. And boondies. Yeah. With the trees and the squirrels. Yeah, stop living out there by Brett Favre and then wonder why you can't get a signal, man. Anyway. <laughs> um, U.S. President Barack Obama lamented Sunday that in, that in the iPad and Xbox era, information has become a diversion that, had, that was imposing new strains on democracy in his latest critique of modern media. Obama, who often chides journalists and cable news outlets for obsessing with political horse race coverage rather than serious issues, told a class of graduating university students that education was the key to progress. Your coming of age in a 24-7 media environment that that bombards us with all kinds of content and exposes us to all kinds of arguments, some of which don't don't always rank all that high on the truth meter, Obama said at Hampton University, Virginia. Uh, with iPods and iPads and Xboxes and PlayStation, none of which I know how to work, 
Um, information becomes a distraction. You are uncool, Obama. Yeah, well, I doubt he doesn't know how to work it, because honestly, don't he have a Blackberry? Wasn't that his thing? Yeah. He just sounds like, I know what this is, I'm going to get to it. Um, uh, a diversion, a form of entertainment. Uh, maybe I should really like him. A diversion, a form of entertainment, uh, rather than a tool of empowerment, uh, rather than means of emancipation. Alright, so, um, <laughs> I think what this is, is just another Blackberry user hating on iPhones. Yeah, nigga, I see you, Obama. Just because I voted for you don't mean I, I, I don't see when you hating, dog. I know you hating. You hating on my iPhone and my iPad and all this shit. Well, get your own, man. You the president. Stop me peeping and being so so shady and jealous, man. Green ain't your color, brother. So I don't, I don't appreciate all this, man. And, I mean, I do understand the whole bombardment of information. What the fuck they got to do with the iPad? You can get information from the internet on your laptop, on your secret computer, um, on your whatever other kind of phone you have, and Xbox. Dog, you don't get no information on your Xbox. The only information you get is about video games, or you can go on Netflix and stream some movies. Obama, you hating, dog. Now, people always say, all right, you never disagree with the president, so you go easy on him and all this shit. But no, I'm taking a stand right now. <laughs> bullshit, Obama. You need to apologize. Hey, baby. <laughs> this is kind of a random thought. I was talking to Owen Jess on Twitter, and uh, she was saying she woke up from a nap and it was yummy. Mm -hmm. And I thought about it. And I told her, that's why I like naps so much, because they taste so good. I don't know about you people out there that like naps, but I do, and naps are delicious to me, and they taste so good to me, and I love them very much, and I'm grumpy when I don't have one, for those of you out there that like naps. Oh, okay, that sounds kind of like some crackhead stuff right there. Um, it is, I told you he was my other man, I don't know why you don't believe me. What's your other man? Sleep. <laughs> he can go see whoever he want to go see As long as you come back to me I know you cheating on me I know this, but it's alright Yeah, sleep is a bisexual too I can deal with that too I, Just come see me Well, anyway, Obama's a hater y'all And um, you know, I fucks with Obama But come on cuz Um so one of my, I left my my checkbook at work this one time this week. Oh. And one of my coworkers found it, right? Mm hmm And instead of like going um, and calling me or something, they went on Facebook and friended me. And in their friend request, they said, "Hey man, you left your checkbook at the um, at the, the office." Okay. So that's kind of odd because now it's like, do I have to accept your friend request? That's some BS. Why did hey? Why did they find? Why did they search you? I mean, you you see these people every day. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a weird thing because you know I use Facebook to promote my the podcast sometimes, and then I have friends on Facebook, and you know all that shit. You know, it's not for coworkers. Yeah, I, I personally work at home separate. I don't like for them to intermingle or intermix because some people can't draw the lines between the two. Yeah, and only few, there's only a few coworkers I ever really get that tight with anyway. It's only one for me. So you know, normally it's it's one of those things where it's like, look. People are like, you're quiet at work and all this shit. Like, look, the motherfucker, you do not want to know what goes on in my head. I'm protecting you. This ain't for me. <laughs> I'm protecting you, dog. Like, if I was actually to unveil the deepest inner thoughts that I have at work, you would hate me by the end of the day. 
Or you would think I was hilarious and end up getting us fired because you be telling everybody the shit that I'm saying. And I can't, uh, uh, I can't, I can't have deal with that. that. I need a paycheck. So um, I accepted his friend request, but then I figured a way out where you can create these lists. And on these lists of people, you can block what information they can see. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so I created a list called Coworkers. And I'm actually going to go in and ask some other motherfuckers, too, because it's a lot of people from high school and shit. Like, hey, dog, we ain't cool. If I seen you in Walmart, you wouldn't even speak to me. So now we supposed to get on the Internet so you keep up with whether or not I have kids and, yeah. you know, shit like that. Fuck you. So um, I'm going to add them to the list, too. So, you know, on the off chance you hear this, you know, you better send me a message if you don't want to get on this list. But uh, anyway, <laughs> um... <laughs> Um, did you hear that they're trying to take toys out of Happy Meals? Why? Um, because the, apparently Happy Meals are too fattening. Uh, let me read it. Let me read it. California County bans toys and Happy Meals. Santa Clara County, California became the first to ban toys and fast food meals for children, as CNN reports. County officials voted 3-2 to two to ban the plastic toys and any meals with more than... 485 counties. County Supervisor Ken Yeager, Yeagermeister, what up, bruh? Uh, Ken Yeager said the decision was made in an event effort to prevent restaurants from preying on children's love of toys to peddle high calorie, high fat, high sodium kids' meals. Those in favor of the decision, which bans restaurants from including toys in meal packages of more than 485 calories or more than 600 milligrams of sodium, more than 35% of total calories from fat or 10% from added sugar say that it will help combat childhood obesity. Hell no. Uh, most McDonald's Happy Meal options fit those parameters, for example. While uh, high-calorie, low-nutrition fast food, added sugar, and excess sodium are increasingly in the sights of public health officials who are working to reduce Americans' consumption of products that increase our risk for obesity, high blood pressure, heart disease, and other heart el- health elements, inevitably, there are many people who wonder at what point uh, it isn't the government's business. Uh, unsurprisingly, the California Restaurant Association ranks among the uh, among those uh, who think that the county organ- ordinances overreaches. In efforts to dissuade county officials from imposing the ban, the association recently ran a series of ads in local newspapers. CNN reports, one read, Who made politicians the toy police? Well, my thing is this. Damn, y'all. People want to eat fat stuff. Let them eat fat stuff. It's a lot of stuff that's unhealthy for you. I don't eat it often, but every now and then I want a bite of fried piece of pork chop. Every now and then I want a fat, greasy, high cholesterol hamburger. I don't eat it every day, but when I do want it, I want it. And I don't think banning it is going to stop people from eating it. It's going to be like moonshine. Y'all going to have people in their backyards, you know, producing illegal fat substance to eat this anyway. It's crack. Well, so keep in mind now, this is taking the toy out of the Happy Meal. It doesn't mean you don't get uh, that you don't can't eat the food. You can order a Happy Meal if you want. You just don't get a toy. Do you know how many pissed parents is gonna have a crying ass kid in the back seat talking about mommy? I want a toy. Well, I guess if you want the toy, you order the um, apple, uh, you know, apple crisp thing, like when they get slice up an apple and give you a dipping thing. Okay. And then you get like whatever. I don't know what kind of healthy. I can't imagine oh. having a salad Happy Meal. I would like, hate to be the be the parent to pull up with four five kids. Everybody want a toy. I'm like, nope, you can't have no toy. 
Yeah, I mean it's weird, and I, I mean it's weird, and I, I agree that I don't know that the government should step in and regulate no. this, but I mean at the same time, um, a lot of this. Uh, like a lot of people turn their heads the other way when they regulate things like cigarettes and raise taxes on those That's people. That's true. Um, so uh, alcohol, which is you know, yeah, basically run by the government. Um, so if we're gonna get to the point where our fast food is crack and it's killing us and it's this unhealthy for us, um, where you know you're probably more likely to die from uh, eating that shit on a consistent basis, I would then. You know, I understand what they're saying, but at the same time, it, it is up to people. That's right, and I'm telling you this: when you get sick and tired, or sick and tired, or having your cholesterol go up and popping pills and all that stuff, you'll make a change and you'll die. It's just that plain and simple. Yeah, it's just weird because it's like, hey, at some point you have to take personal responsibility. Yes, you do. You can't and, take it off of people. And the government can't just say. Uh, Look, fat ass, you can't eat this anymore, or you don't get a toy. And then the other thing is, it doesn't really do anything for the for a lot of the adults who are, are obese. No, and stuff. it doesn't. Um, and I don't know what the answer for that is. Maybe they'll start taxing people who eat this food. Maybe they'll tax the food higher. Hey, who knows? Because it's kind of like you know, with cigarettes. And the, I mean, I read an article a while back that said um, that the fast food that we have here is similar to drugs and its effect on the brain. Wow. Like the dopamine center and whatnot and that feeling that you get after eating it is highly addictive. So Ooh. it can be like crack literally for some people. So um, I just thought that was an interesting uh, article. And I mean, I don't know that this will stop people from ordering Happy Meals for their kids. Um I don't know that kids are really obsessed with the toy 100% of the time. I mean, sometimes you are, but let's let's be honest. Most of the time, you open up the Happy Meal and the toy ain't even that cool. No, it's not. I've got some whack-ass toys out of Happy Meals. Me too. And uh, even the ones that they have you all hyped for, like, ooh, Star Wars toys, and get them. And they have to make them a little cheaper, so like the leg don't bend, the arm won't move. <laughs> it don't no, come with a gun. The body don't twist. Yeah. Helmet won't come off. Like, yeah, and they think they're slick. It'd be like a collection of eight, but you gotta go to like five McDonald's to get the whole collection, and you only go to the one closest to you. Yeah, uh, and I never got the whole collection of anything from Happy me Man. either. So I don't even know how that shit works, man. Even when I worked there, and I've got all the Dream Team cups. It was still like two cups that never came to my McDonald's, so I know the hustle, Ronald, you slick motherfucker. Ha ha ha! walk around in clown makeup and white face that I don't know. Did, did you, you try to hustle to fool me? somebody? Yeah. We I'm know you're a dope dealer to the kids. Yeah, you know just because you put kids up in hospitals and take care of them. Kids that you put there with your unhealthy Happy Meals. And you try to just throw a toy in there and despise, and just try to disguise it. Like, oh, no, nah, man, it's Transformers in here. Go ahead and eat up, dog. I'll put you in one of my ho- ho- one of my hospitals, one of my Ronald McDonald's houses when you get sick and get junior diabetes. <laughs> I know the hustle, brother. Anyway, um, so uh, we saw Iron Man 2. Yes, we did. And uh, I liked it. What did you think about it? I liked it, too. Uh, I didn't think it was... Uh, did you like the first one better or the second? I like the first one better. Yeah, I think I might have liked the first one better just because when we walked into the first one, you didn't really know what to expect. That's true. And you walk out with kind of like, wow, that turned out to be much better than I thought it would be. That's true. And this one, I walked in, and I expected it to be great. 
and I walked out, and I was kind of like, it was good, it wasn't great, didn't blow me away, uh, there's some funny moments, there's uh, a lot of wit- uh, witty banter, um, I-, I-, I really do feel like Mick- at this point, Mickey Rourke is playing the same guy in every movie he's in, ah! I mean, if that ain't the same dude from The Wrestler, add a couple of tattoos, then I don't know what to tell you, man, like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know that Mickey Rock's that great an actor, but, you know, whatever. He did a, a decent job, and uh, I, I, some points of it felt just, I hate to say this about this movie, but some of it felt corny. Yeah. You know, like, yes, just yes, too corny. Like, the whole drunk scene with him in his Iron Man suit and stuff. Yeah. I know that he has, he's an alcoholic, and that's part of his story, and they still haven't really addressed that in the movies. Yeah. Um... And I do want to see what happens with that because in the comic book, that's a huge theme with Tony Stark is he's always a recovering alcoholic. He's been through these horrible uh, streaks in his life where his alcoholism pretty much crippled his life. Wow. And they haven't really addressed that topic in the movies. Maybe because it's too serious or maybe because it's too close to home with, you know, Robert Downey Jr. actually being in real life. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know, man, but I, I like the movie. I'll probably say it's somewhere between a 7 then, to an 8. Yeah. You know, not... not one five. Yeah, yeah. Not, it's not up there with Kick-Ass. Kick-Ass... No, Kick-Ass was great. Yeah, 10 out of 10 blew me away. Yes. And uh, I loved it, so... Um, let's see. Uh... Uh, let's talk about this article. Uh, California principal apologizes for forbidding U.S. flag shirts on Mexican holiday. Tensions are rising at a California high school where five students were sent home for wearing American flag t-shirts on Cinco de Mayo. A California high school principal has apologized for telling five students they couldn't wear U.S. flag shirts on Cinco de Mayo, the local superintendent said Friday. Tensions at Live Oak High School in Morgan Hill has had risen in the wake of the decision to forbid the shirts as the students who wore the shirts defended their right to show their patriotism even on a Mexican holiday with a large group of Hispanic students staged a walkout Oh wow! A large group of Hispanic students staged a walkout Thursday in protest. So they they wore these shirts. These you know the American students wore these flag shirts uh, on Cinco de Mayo, and then Thursday uh, a lot of the Hispanic students walked out of class. Um, this has certainly been a very difficult time for our school district. Superintendent Wesley Smith said in, in prepared remarks delivered Friday at a news conference. Smith affirmed that students are free to wear patriotic clothing on campus, but the campus also must be kept orderly and safe. That's right. School leaders have to make judgment calls on when to take preventative measures to preempt the possible incident or conflict. In this situation, it appears that a decision was made too quickly. Now, that's kind of bullshit, but I'll keep going. The five teens were sitting at a table outside the school Wednesday morning when assistant principal Miguel Rodriguez... See, that, that's probably part of the problem is that he was Hispanic. Oh, um, okay. So, just the fact that he was the one to say something is a bad look. It's almost like he would have been better off. And I don't know what to make of... asking somebody else to go say something. Yeah, he would have yeah. been better off if, like, say the principal is a white dude. He would have been better off having a white dude come up to them. But, mm-hmm. um... Just because of how it looks. Uh, Asked two of them to remove their American flag bandanas, 
One of the boy's parents told FoxNews.com, the youths complied but were asked to accompany Rodriguez to the to the principal's office. The students were then told they must turn their t-shirts inside out or be sent home, though it would not be considered a suspension. Rodriguez told the students he did not want any fights to break out between Mexican and American students uh, celebrating their heritage and those wearing American flags, the parents said. One of the parents told FoxNews.com that the preemptive, preemptive action was unnecessary and that Rodriguez overstepped his bounds. Superintendent Smith described freedom of expression as a sacred American value and said the lesson learned is that it should, that it should be celebrated thoughtfully and fairly. It is unfortunate that some people want to leverage their personal agendas off of this incident, Smith said, noting the national media attention for the school. Most of the kids on our campus have said enough is enough and they want to get back to normal. Um, and then the police uh, department commander, Joe Sampson, said officers were stationed at Live Oak High School midday Friday to give a visual pre- presence in order to thwart any potential acts of violence. We want to give them peace of mind that uh, should they need us, said the police. Um, Sampson confirmed that no arrests were made during a walkout on school on Thursday. More than 200 uh, Hispanic students reportedly skipped class on Thursday, marched to, a school, to school district headquarters while chanting, We want respect. Si se puede, yes we can. So maybe they Obama supporters. Um, I mean, <laughs> we did this to support like, the Latino Hispanic community. Uh, uh, Francis Roa of uh, uh, Live Oak High School graduate told the newspaper. So um, basically, with this, with this, some kids came to school on Cinco de Mayo wearing American paraphernalia. Five of them, um, and I'm sure this was coordinated. I'm, yes, some like their parents were quoted in different articles being saying like, "Oh, they wear American stuff all the time." Did they all wear it on the same day at, at the, the same, same time? time? And bandanas, um, from other things I've read, are banned in the school. Period. So wearing the bandanas was definitely them stepping over the line on some, you know, what's up? You know, like we're making a statement. And the problem with this is. Principals, teachers, assistant principals, they don't have the time to say before I uh, before I tackle this story, before I I mean before I tackle this what these students are doing and try to squash this incident. They don't have time to say what is Fox News going to think about this. Yes, and my thing is this: it's real easy for people to stand back and say, "Well, it was harmless," but suppose a fight would have broke out, and then you know they'd have came back and it would have been a whole other story. Yeah, and the thing here is weird. This is weird to me because, like, you don't know. It could be their parents that have political agendas. It could be the kids themselves that want to make the news. But this is something that was done to uh, provoke a certain type of feeling, whether you want to, you know, because the school is like 70% Hispanic. This isn't like, this okay, isn't like, oh, there's, there was a couple, you know, there's a couple Spanish kids in the school, and yeah, we were acting up, but fuck those kids. No, this is almost like an act of disrespect. And I'm not saying that that's right or wrong. I'm simply saying that it could be perceived that way. And the fact that it could be perceived that way is enough reason to me for a principal to step in. And this whole freedom of speech shit, when you step on a public school campus, you kind of lose a bit of your freedom of speech. Yes, you do. There was a lot of shit I wanted to do in my schools, in high school and uh, junior high school, and you could not do. So you can't wear like a two-live poo shirt with people like fucking on it, and you yeah. can't do that. No. You can't wear a... Uh, 
uh, your hat. You can't wear shades. So don't give me this whole, like, it's just him expressing who he is. No, you clearly went to school that day and said, we're going to make a scene. We're going to make a statement. You made your statement, and you and it's like, you ran straight to the press to get on TV about it because you knew something was going to happen, whether it be a fight or whatnot. And, it, you know, that might be the, the subtext of this because um, I remember when I was in high school, um, one year, we had a kid there who, um, he was brand new, it was a white kid. Our school was probably about um, 20 to 30% black, maybe 40% black, probably another 20% Hispanic, and, you know, maybe 20, 30% white, or, you know, th- like that, right? So, um, this white dude comes in our school, and he's brand new, and he's wearing all of the things that uh, skinheads wear. Okay. He's got a shaved head. Um, he uh, was wearing all black. He had the black boots with the white laces, which is supposed to be like a statement of white power. He had these like these uh, gloves that were supposed to be like these white power gloves and all this shit. And he wouldn't speak to black people, and you know he kind of went out of his way to make it awkward. Now I'm not saying this dude deserved to have his ass whooped. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is he got his ass whooped. And that's how life is. You yeah. get what you what you get. It's not what you earn or what you deserve. People don't operate on, is this right? Is this freedom of speech? Kids are just like, hey, that dude hates niggers. Let's beat the shit out of him. And that was the end of that discussion. And yeah. there was like... A, yeah, they some, don't rationalize like adults do. Yeah, and there were some bullies in our school that didn't take that shit. And they beat dude up. They beat him all the way from the second story. Down into uh, the mall area of the school Damn. to the first floor, which uh, which is amazing because the stairs from the first to the second floor they come down halfway. Then there's like a platform, and then there's more stairs after that. Yeah. So like they had to beat his ass like a ping pong ball to get him all, all the way, way downstairs. Yes, they did. And they broke glass like they threw him through glass. Damn. And the, the thing is though, if a principal were to come to that guy and say, look. We know what you're about. We know what this symbolizes. Change your clothes. That principal would have made Fox News as an un-American son of a bitch who needs to apologize for not violating that kid's freedom of speech. But, but the, I think the thing that upsets me about the whole situation, why do people come after the fact? It's like nobody, they're trying to prevent violence. It's like their job is to cease and desist. Like, they don't, like you said, they don't have time to analyze. And on top of that, they know the culture and the atmosphere. You have, what, 200 students that walked out. Let's suppose this would have never been addressed. So then you have a whole other situation. Let's say the kids did get jumped on. Right. Then all of a sudden it's going to be, all right, nobody step in. Why ain't nobody tell them they yeah. could wear them shirts? It's like you can't have Or even, even the story, even if it wouldn't have, it would have been, the story would have also been about, well, these kids got beat up and that's wrong. Okay. Okay. They got beat up and that's wrong. What what can we do about it? It's just something to make it's something outrageous to make us all upset. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is, look, man, if a principal gotta step in and squash the shit, I trust the principal who's there every day looking at the racial and uh, the emotional makeup intention at the school. Yeah, I'm looking at that. And and also, man, you can't convince me. I saw a couple pictures of these kids. You cannot convince me these kids were not trying to be inflammatory. Like a ha 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 but yeah. you know ha ha I, I was kind of a smart ass in class one time I remember on our English uh, our English teachers 
um, chalkboard, they would let us write sentences to start class. And one of the ones I wrote were, your best, your breasts look very big today or something like that. <laughs> and the teacher pulled me out and was like, who wrote this? Who wrote this? And, you know, everybody snitched on me. And um, she's like, uh, you can't be writing stuff like that. And I was like, I'm talking about chicken breasts. And, of course, I still went to the office. Of course. And it's because she knew my intent was to be a smartass. And I told Deron. And that's exactly what these kids did. And if the worst thing that happened to them was they got their shirts turned inside out. They better be glad It's better than an ass whooping. Yeah, it's better than black eyes. Yeah, and, and it wouldn't have been inflammatory on other days. And that's just how it is, man. It's not about... The, the, te- the teachers aren't there to have a fucking civics debate about whether or not you're gonna get your you should get your ass whooped. They're they're just there to stop you from getting the ass whooped. That's right. You know, I'm I'm with the teacher on that one, man. I am too. Alright, uh so we gotta talk about one of the greatest Hall of Famers of all time. Empty in house. Yeah, I gotta I think from now on I'm only uh whenever these good athletes do something stupid, I'm just gonna defend them by quoting their stats and talking about how great a player they were because it's it's not working any other way. So no, it's not. If you're like Lawrence Taylor shouldn't be raping people, I'm gonna be like, he's a Hall of Famer, dog. Okay, he's one of the best linemen of all time. Don't you understand? Yeah. Uh, one day after LT was arraigned on charges for third degree rape and patronizing a prostitute, the Hall of Famer's attorney said evidence will show the linebacker did not have or did have some contact with the 16 year old runaway. So he must have got hit. Author Idala, who is defending Taylor, still insists that Taylor did not rape or have intercourse with anybody at the Holiday Inn in Montebello, New York, where the alleged incident took place. I think that the investigation would bear out that he was in contact with her that night. Uh, he said Friday in an appearance on the Mike Francisca show on WFAN Radio. What exactly happened? I wasn't there. I think that the evidence will show that there was some contact between the two, but it wasn't sex. Uh, Lawrence said, is saying that they did not have sex. I believe he said that. Uh, again, I don't have the statement Taylor made to the police. He uh, said he did not have sex with her. So maybe he just felt on the titties while he jacked off a little bit or something. Or, I guess so. I don't know. But uh, meanwhile, the man whose authority say set, uh, set up Taylor with the runaway told the woman to tell Taylor that she was 19 years old and not 16, according to a, a court statement taken from the FBI special agent. Um, so she was only, she said she was 19, but she was only 16. Mm, that reminded me of that music song. And like, she was only 17 and I was dead wrong from the jump. Yeah, she was. Yeah, about to get herself locked up over some young jump. Uh, it ain't worth it. Yeah, I don't really, I mean, I the thing is, man, like, if you're having a prostitute and let's say you want to sleep with somebody that's around 18, you're, you're, taking asking a, for trouble. you're taking a chance because, I mean, and it's one of those things where everybody talks about LT because he's on the wrong side of it, he fucked up, he got caught, he's going to jail, it's despicable, blah, blah, blah. Um, even though I'm way more disgusted with the pimp than I am with LT. Um, the thing is, though, a lot of men, especially at that age, fantasize about sleeping with young women. Uh, a lot of porn is dedicated to very barely young legal. women, yeah, like, or barely uh, like cheerleaders' version. Yeah, the difference like the difference between uh, barely legal and almost legal porn is like fifteen years in prison. Because say that again. <laughs> but 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 that is a huge genre of porn, and I think a lot of people 
in general fantasize about those young girls and if some chick told you she was 19 and they look close enough most men are gonna be like fine close enough whatever well I'm here to tell you right now your penis will get you in the world for the trouble if you don't ask for ID man nobody's asking for ID I don't even think that's real I don't think that's realistic Nobody is sleeping with people and asking for ID. And you're not going to ask a prostitute. You're already hiring a prostitute. You're not going to ask a prostitute for her fucking ID. She's not giving you a real... Ne- Here you go. Here's a social security number while you're at it. Like, she- I mean, I mean, what? I mean, do you need like a green band or something that changes colors once you turn 18? I mean, how the hell are you supposed to know if you don't uh, have your ID? Man, first of all, a lot of chicks lie. A lot of and chicks want to be older. They want to be fast. So it's not necessarily a matter of... Yeah, you know, it, it's, she was uh, 16. Like, there's two kinds of... When it comes to, like, these pedophile crimes and stuff and sex offenders, like, they list a lot of sex offenders on um, the internet, and there's really no variance in sex offenders. Hey, you fuck with children, that's it. But there's a lot of people that get caught up in statutory cases because a chick might lie. Yeah. And if you get caught up that way, you get caught up. Too bad. Like... Police find out they're they, they, you're gonna get prosecuted. Yes, you are. Um, so I don't and like I said, I don't know how this will affect this case, but yeah, telling him that she's 19 is definitely um, you, if you don't somehow feel a little bit of something for LT right there, then I don't really know what to tell you, man. Because like he, you can get trapped, set up, tricked, fooled, or whatever. Because while it's illegal to ask for a prostitute, um, I ain't really tripping on that. But yeah, it's illegal unless you're in like Las Vegas or Amsterdam or something. It's, it shouldn't be to the point where we're like, if somebody lies to you about their age, you're you're the one that's in trouble. Because most of us, most men in general, are not asking for ID. And that's true. I don't believe that at all. Um, so, uh, let's see. Special agent filed a statement as part of the uh, case against Rasheed Davis, who was charged with sex trafficking of a child in a federal complaint filed Friday in Manhattan Federal Court. Davis was ordered held without bail by a federal magistrate after prosecutors said they suspected the defendant forced other young women into prostitution. Um, he's a pimp. And, uh, wow. I don't know. Did you watch that documentary with me, uh, Very Young Girls? Mm-mm. Uh, listen, guys. On Netflix... Watch this documentary. It's called Very Young Girls. It's streaming on Netflix. You can play it on your Xbox or your computer or uh, uh, even your Blu-ray players. Make sure you watch it, man. It's about pimping, but it's not pimping the way that you're, it's glorified by the 70s and 80s ex- uh, black exploitation films. This is literally how it happens. This is runaway girls as young as like 12 and 13 Damn. that end up with these pimp dudes. They even have some amateur footage. From the pimps who filmed them their own selves uh, talking uh, to these girls and taking them out on tricks and like dropping them off on the corner. And these dudes, you know, they're, they're abusive. They And the thing is, they meet these girls at that age where their minds are still fragile. And those girls end up having feelings for the pimps. And that's why, yeah. they, that's why so many of them come back to the pimps. They're and associated with love. Not just that, but they come from broken backgrounds. They don't know what love is okay. a lot of times. That's true. That's so it's true. like they come from these broken homes. They come from places where they don't feel their parents love them, their mother loves them, might not have a father. They run up into this father figure type lover pimp dude and they treat them well for a little bit and then they like get your ass on the street and at 12, 13 years old, your mind is still breaking down right and wrong. That's true. You don't really understand the complexities of 
uh, just not just sex, but relationships in general. Yeah. So like they keep these girls while their minds are weak, and it really, really debilitates them. And it's like very uh, a lot of most of it is minority women, of course. Um, so it's kind of a hush hush secret uh, type underground uh, culture. And this is even, you know, this is a place like New York. This is a populized, populated, civilized places. This is not, oh, this is some backwards ass massage parlor. No, no. these are these are little girls that are basically out there, and it's sick. You got they talk about the Johns. The Johns are basically guys who go get prostitutes. Okay. And these are not these Johns aren't a bunch of you know creepy pedophile dudes. It's just you know that guy you work with at the office and. They don't look for ID. You know what I'm saying? They're okay. just fucking 13-year-old kids, 12-year-old kids. They're not going to the corner asking for a 12-year-old. They have, they're fucking whatever walks up. So, yeah. Um, I mean, it's really, it's really uh, something I've never seen covered. Not even in HBO's uh, documentaries that they have about prostitution. They always get older women. They always yeah, get... Yeah, it's know, like these, they don't want to touch the children when it yeah, comes to that. Yeah, and it's because I think we as a society like to pretend that that shit isn't going on. And, and it's really going on right in our backyard. It is a tough watch but I, I think you should watch it. Everyone should have to watch it to understand what happens and that's why this story, as shocking as it is to most people, not that shocking to me to find out this girl ran away from home, she got beaten up, abused, and pimped out by this dude and I guarantee, and, and that he has more women that he's done this to. It's not surprising. Wow. Yeah, this this is happened. This is an epidemic, and we have to do something to stop it because, you know, this story is like everyone looks at the story and it's about Lawrence Taylor, and it pisses me off that the story has become about Lawrence Taylor. The story should be about Rasheed Davis and this filthy ass pimp shit that he's doing yeah, to these girls. Them. Yeah, beating them and tricking them and yeah. yeah. This is like pimping. I get that. The Mac and Willie Dynamite, like these figures are glorified in the black community uh, for their movies because it's more of a symbolic, like, hey, they're teaching us about the game, and look, you can learn a lot about life and women in general and getting away from the man, blah, blah, blah. And they were some of our first real film stars because at that time, Hollywood had uh, very few actual black actors getting any type of main role, so you did get a role. It's like, Oh, okay, I'm Superfly fighting the cops in the FBI. You know what I'm saying? You weren't getting, uh, you know, you weren't getting these roles of, uh, like Will Smith gets today, you know? Um, so, That's true. So, the thing is, man, this story's about LT when it should be about Rasheed Davis, the pedophile, uh, abuser. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and on top of that, I probably don't talk about, but he probably has sleep with these girls too. Of course. They have sex with them. They, uh, they do a bunch of shit, man. Uh, Davis was ordered held without bail by a federal magistrate after prosecutor said that the suspect, uh, the defendant, forced other young women into prost- prostitution. Davis, if, if free, would be an extreme danger to the community, said authorities, and haven't yet identified all the victims who are out there. Um, and probably never will. Yeah. And um, let's see. I don't even know if they were in the hotel. I the a lawyer said on Thursday. Outside the Ram- Ramapo Police Department. The truth is, as far as I know, I don't know if any women, if any women ever, any woman ever entered any room. So this dude's just denying everything. And I mean, I think they have a used condom and they have like they, they got to do DNA tests. But I mean, I will not be surprised if um, they find something. I mean, come on now, something happened in that room. But you know, as far as uh, the story. Really, really says a lot to, to me that 
the story is about LT and it's not about Rasheed Davis the serial uh, abusive pimp person. Yes. Like, that dude should be under the fucking jail. And because he can't run a 4-3 or sack anybody, people aren't at, don't seem to be as outraged about that shit. Um, LT is just a, a, a trick in this in this story. Um, run Like Rick. A how-to on jogging while armed. It instantly became a part of Rick Perry lore and likely not to the displeasure of the Texas governor jogging on the trail outside of Austin he told the Associated Press that he came across a coyote that hungrily eyed his daughter's Labrador Perry then did the appropriate thing put out his laser sighted Ruger 380 and shot the coyote dead damn he was packing but wait Perry was doing what? or as an incredulous Austin Austinite put it in the Houston Chronicle expressing the question pondered by many whoever heard of someone jogging with a gun um, I don't know. Have you ever watched a hip-hop video? That's ah. That used to be the theme of the 90s. Niggas running with guns, police chasing them. Uh, as it happens, it's not that unusual. According to conversations with gun owners and instructors who view taking a gun running no differently than they do taking one to the supermarket or the gym. It does, though, <laughs> present certain logistical challenges. So, these people take guns everywhere, you know? Wow. Yeah, take a gun to the club, like Plaxico, or maybe you want to take a gun, you know, while you're having sex, like a rapist. I mean, it's up to you, really. Uh, wow. Guns are good for everything. No, they're not. Sometimes I eat my food with my gun. I just dip it on in the bowl of cereal and then just put the trigger in my mouth, swallow it. It's good. Jogging while carrying a pistol can be a tough situation to deal with, said Kyle Austin, a Cincinnati area police officer and firearms instruction drives with a pistol. Indeed, it's not like you can just grab any off-the-shelf six-shooter and jam it in your pocket. Jogging shorts are loose-fitting and have a, having a pistol smack you in the thigh each step gets annoying very quickly. To say nothing of the risk of pulling a Plaxico burst. Damn, they call Plaxico out. Mm. Cheddar Plax. One key to successfully packing while running says, well, I know about packing while running, my man. <laughs> the key is, you know, you got to pull your shorts to the left a little bit. Uh, I bought the simplest and right hardware. Uh, I bought the simplest and lightest iPod I could find to use while jogging. I do the same when choosing the pistol to jog with. Specifically, I use a Caltech P32, a small, lightweight, polymer pistol that can simply kill every motherfucker in the room. Nah, he didn't say that. Wow. That he bought expressly for that purpose. Online, the Ruger used by Perry is also cited as a favorite for exercising. Oregon writer and gun advocate Chuck Hawks, Hawks pull, uh, carries a lightweight revolver such as the Ruger LCR or the 9x19 autoloader such as the Car PM. Yeah, I like to just run with my 9. And um, Basically, they also have in here that you, they, you can buy underwear. To run, to run with guns in. Underwear? It's like a holster, and it's Oh it's my draws. goodness. Ah! Yeah. So you got your drawers, and it's got like a little slot for you to put your gun, your knife in. So, um... Damn, you a criminal on the move, ain't you? See, that's the thing, man. These white people think all this shit, and it's all ingenious, and... The, you know, like I said, every gun in America is sold with the promise that you will be able to shoot a nigga at one point in your life. And what they don't think about the co consequences and repercussions of niggas getting this shit too. And I don't mean niggas as in black people. I mean the people that they want to shoot. Like, if the criminal gets the underwear guns. Oh, y'all in, in trouble. Yeah, I don't want that dude in McDonald's. Y'all better, better quit running at midnight, white woman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, hang, uh, hanging out at the Starbucks at 2 a.m. Sipping your latte, you gonna yeah. get shot. 
Like I don't want, I don't. The last thing I want is for people to be able to better conceal weapons and and keep them with them on the run and on the go. Like, can we? Can, I, I kind of would prefer for everyone to keep their guns outside if they're gonna wear them. So At I least can, I can be, see it. Yeah, so I can be like, oh, okay, this is God. This folks, you know, he's a tea partier. Like I want to be able to know what's coming down the pipe, man. Don't just come in and order your your shit from Starbucks and have the gun underwear on. You know what I'm saying? That's a little too much, man. So I, I mean, I've seen uh, that Al Pacino movie, uh, uh, Taxi Driver, and I know how it goes down with the hidden ah. weapons. None of that shit. No, thank you. <laughs> Suspect was arguing over Wee Gang. Mm, that's not a promising title. No. Mm-hmm. Colorado Springs police officers are investigating a bizarre crime spree that started after a man reportedly got mad over a Wii game. Witnesses told police a man went after several people in the Meadows Mobile Home Parking Lot or Mobile Home Park with a bat, bit his mother on the ankle, intentionally rammed several cars, hit a pedestrian and a tree. Damn. He must have been getting his ass whooped in Madden. <laughs> That's what it happens. was a blowout. Yeah. What did he lose? The Super Bowl or something? Yeah, like skunk food, bitch. He's like, uh uh-uh, uh, fuck this. I don't play that shit. Where's my BB gun and my bat? <laughs> uh, when the victims followed the driver after a short distance, he stopped, got out of his car, and allegedly used a BB gun to break out the rear window of a vehicle, according to the police report. Man, I'll, you know this dude is not no hardcore thug, because first of all, he owns a weed. Like, come on, dog. You play, you play the Wii. You can't be thugged out with the Wii, dog. You can't be thugged out playing Mario. I'm sorry. Yeah, you, you playing you Mario Kart. You can't be thugged out playing Zelda. Because I see, I, I have a, my desire is to get a Wii, so I know the games that I'm going to get when I do get a Wii, but I refuse to pay over $50 for it. Yeah, you can't be sitting over here like, yeah, man, Mario Kart. Man, I can't believe this shit. Get my ass with the Mario Kart. Where's my bat? I'm about to bust some motherfuckers' ass. Uh, police said when they arrived Thursday at 5 p.m., the suspect James Williams, oh, it's a brother, damn, <laughs> ran at a police cruiser and jumped on the hood, damn. Police report said that Williams jumped off the cruiser and a couple of these officers used the taser on Williams, then arrested him. I like the taser. See? I like the taser too. Taser will show you to sit your ass down and don't be doing nothing you ain't got no business doing. I got in a discussion on a message board, uh, ironically, with somebody named Starscream. And it's ironic because my screen name is Rodimus Prime, so it's like the <laughs> Autobots and Decepticons. <laughs> but he was saying how you shouldn't tase people uh, for running on the field. And... You know, I'm pro-taser. I, I say shoot the motherfucker. If you can shoot him, it would set a better precedent, even better than the taser. The last thing, the worst thing the Philadelphia people did was say, oh, well, we won't tase people anymore. No. No. I reserve the right, nigga. My thing is this. People pay too much money for them seats to see you run your ass out there. I did not pay to see you. I don't pay Cablevision to see you run out ESPN. Well, the police report didn't go into detail about what happened during the Wii game or what game he was playing. So I'm going to just say it was um, Mario Kart and that he was mad because he got hit with a turtle shell from behind and he couldn't take the shit no more. I don't blame you, brother. Uh, Amsterdam red lights the way for T.O. Amsterdam Holland. You scoffed at the mayoral contender Giorgio Mamaliti's plot to plunk a red light district in Toronto the good. I think he meant for good. Of Toronto the Good? I never heard of it. Well, I've emerged from Amsterdam's flesh pots thinking Giorgio is a genius. Let's get one of these. 
So basically, this dude is writing for the Toronto Sun. He said, we need to get us a, uh, a red light district so we can have some sex and stuff. Um, the mayor or... Yeah, the uh, mayoral contender sees it as a swiffer for spas polluting his new his North York. He'd sooner sweep them into the special zone, not one in uh, North York, I bet. But uh, Councillor Memoliti should accentuate the positives: jobs, tourism, taxes, hooker health and safety, and it would do wonders for some lucky seedy neighborhood. Uh, Amsterdam, the Wallen district. Uh, before the red lights used to be the no-go, especially for women, uh, especially for women. A span across the, uh, a span across his main canal was called Cocaine Bridge. Wow, what a name. So now they turn it into a place where it's so safe that tourists go there and have sex with prostitutes. So, wow. Um, this dude's basically saying they need to have a red light district. And I mean, if you really think about it, I ain't it, down with hooking, but at least make hooking as safe as possible. Yeah, and I mean, you know, you can tax it, legalize it. I mean, I, you know, me, I'm pro legalizing everything. I'd legalize crack if good. Um, uh, Louisville man going to prison for tattoo on tot. Uh, whatever his reasoning, Lee M. Dietrich thought it would be wise to tattoo a toddler's bottom. <gasps> It wasn't even his child. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> What's going on with this picture? Now the 20-year-old Louisville man has learned his punishment. He was sentenced Wednesday to three years in prison. You only get three years for that? Damn. You tattoo my child. I'm going to tattoo your face <laughs> with my fish. You ain't tattooing my child. Dietrich pleaded guilty in a Stark County Common Police Court to two felony child endangerment laws as part of a plea deal with the county prosecutors. Dietrich tattooed the outline of the letter A on the child's buttock. The mark covers about one half inch. So that's a print. That poke you gotta leave with that for the rest of their life. And it's not even a cool tattoo that you can grow up and show to people. Like you can't even be like, yeah, dude, I got a tattoo when I was six months old. Nigga, check this out. It's on my ass. It's an A. Oh, don't rape me. So I mean, that's not even cool, man. No, that's um, not. The mother, a friend of Dietrich, left her then 19-month-old at Dietrich's West Main Street home for a few hours on November 7th when she visited a friend in the hospital. Said Katie Chowler. Uh, assistant Stark County prosecutor. One of the child's relatives, 17-year-old Brandy Nelson, held the girl across her lap. Oh, I would beat the shit out of that girl. Wow. I don't know whose idea it was. It was late in the evening. Apparently, nobody thought it was a good idea. Or somebody thought it was a good idea. The county prosecutors maintained the tattooing caused the girl serious permanent disfigurement and involved sharp and a prolonged pain. Dietrich had the tattoo equipment and uh, has given tattoos to others. So... Man, I would come in the house and beat the hell out of everybody in there. Uh, he said there was no malice, more of an error in judgment. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, his three-year term will start after he completes his current prison sentence. What? He already had a sentence? Oh my god. I can't believe wow. it. Sounds like an upstanding motherfucking citizen. Uh... Uh, sentenced for previous unrelated convictions. He had been released early for felony domestic violence and misdemeanor violating protection against, uh, protection order conviction. Well, that's partially the mama's fault because you had no business leaving your baby with somebody that already had a jail sentence. Yeah, and, um, I think this is gonna be our last article. Um, 
social media consultant arrested in texting case. A walkie social media consultant was arrested at a meeting for a bloggers Friday morning, charged with third degree harassment for allegedly sending an improper text message. Clyde Felice say Michael Sanson, 48, previously had been warned about contacting a Clive woman. Several former associates uh, who refused to be named publicly said the message was the latest in a string of harassment gestures by Sansone involving social media and various female business acquaintances. Clive Media Detective Dan Anderson, a Clive Police Detective, sorry, uh, declined to identify the victim on Friday and no court records of the arrest were publicly available because Sansone had not yet appeared before a judge to enter a plea. Sansone arrested too late in the day to make the list for a Friday morning jail courtroom instead spent the day held without bond in Polk County Jail, a rare move for a simple misdemeanor case, punishable by a maximum of 30 days in jail and a $500 fine. The alleged victim contacted by Des Moines Register on Friday confirmed her business relationship with Sansone and described the incident as one link in a month-long chain of harassment via forms of social media. State and federal authorities continue to investigate the case, she said, as well as allegations of similar conduct by Sansone involving other women. So, basically, he's on Twitter. Twitter, Facebook, like, hey, what's up, girl? You know, you sound like a telephone. Check out my dick. Hey, look, check out my dick. So, uh, what do you mean, sound like a telephone? Samsung, ain't that telephone? <laughs> That's what I thought. I was like, the telephone service. It's I don't understand. It's an electronics uh, maker. Oh wait, we did have one more article. Mother of 15 charged after leaving three-year-old girl in Walmart. Uh, county gets custody of child and 10 minor siblings. Wow. Police charged a Northside woman with endangering children after she left a three-year-old in Walmart in a Walmart store on Thursday night and didn't realize the girl was missing until Friday morning uh, when a relative told her that she had seen the child on the news. Ah! <laughs> was she drunk or high? What's going on here? The little girl told authorities her name is Bina, B-I-N-A-H, apparently followed uh, several shoppers around the store on Ferguson Road in Westwood after being left there. At one point, she followed a man, woman, and two boys to the checkout area. Walmart security got involved when the group left the store without her. According to a sworn statement by a social worker, the group told security they didn't know Bina. Now, why didn't they take her to the lost and found? And just turn yeah, her you got the little girl randomly following you. Yeah, they just walked out the store without her. Like, I don't know who's good that was. Like, come on, dog. Stop by the help desk or something and be like... You say, hey, I found this. Yeah, help this little girl. Um, let's see. Uh, security made a series of announcements over the loudspeaker before calling police around 7 p.m. I wonder if one of those announcements was all black people get out the store. I don't know. Because, you know, that was a story a while back. Um, Bina's mother, who authority says, has 15 children. Is 43-year-old... Maria Israel. Fifteen kids? No wonder. Good God, that's a lot of kids to keep track of. Yeah. You gotta uh, count them every night. One, two, that's probably their names. Three, four, five. Well, Bina is one of their names. Um, and it's kind of weird because uh, she doesn't have her own show, man. What, like, what the fuck? Get up on this, a and &E. I know. What's taking so kids? long? She got 15 kids. She's leaving them at Walmart and shit. Come on. She should have her own show by now. And that's amazing, too, that uh, she got 15 kids, and, you know, it's looking like Petey was right about the forced abortion. I mean, I hate to say it. I hate to agree with the man, but maybe we do need to have forced abortions. Anyway, speaking of forced abortions, this is the Black Out Tips podcast, and 
we just want to thank you guys for listening. We do. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Rodimus Prime. I'm say that again. That is in DAT. I saw you got some more followers this week. I did. I reached over 100. I'd like to thank all my new followers, y'all. And I don't understand how I got a thousand followers and you only got a hundred. Come on, people. Follow. If you're following me, you are missing half of the fucking show because you're not following my wife. Yeah, because some, sometimes we'd be at the same place at the same time tweeting. I know a lot of people laugh when we're tweeting about uh, Black Dynamite. Yeah, so <laughs> make sure you follow her. And then uh, also check out the blog, theblackouttips.blogspot.com. Uh, and you can email us at theblackouttips at gmail. And just as an example of the blog, I'll just read a couple, maybe one or two entries. Um, number eight, Stephen Hawking, inventor of auto tuners. See, that is what you get when you come to the Black Eyed Tips podcast, uh, blog. And also, uh, let's read another short entry because I don't want to give away everything uh, to people. So uh, I'll read the first one. Stores hire security guards. Is there any way that, pe- uh, that people with fragile egos can hire insecurity guards? That way I never had to deal with your bullshit. Before I get ready to make a joke or an observation about whatever it is that you're sensitive about, an insecurity guard can step in and warn me with his flashlight. See? That's the kind of shit I put on my blog. And, um, you know, I also put it over there at ignorantintelligence.com. So make sure y'all check us out. And make sure you check out Miss Music's blog, uh, uh, too, MissMusicLover99.wordpress.com. All right, guys, we're out, and we'll see you guys on Wednesday. Hopefully, we'll have our guest, uh, Mr. Montgomery, back into the studio. So, woo-hoo! All right, guys, love you, and we love you. I love you. Ain't nobody don't ask me, I'm just so personal. Some Russians, some plain plain. Ain't nobody don't ask me, I'm just so personal. Some Russians, some plain plain. I love when you step in me, I'm just so personal. Some Russians, some plain plain. I love when you step in